0: What I think is not acceptable is for us to turn our backs on Torontonians who need us. If you ride transit, if you use our public services, if you've been listening, then you will know that there is a crisis of homelessness in Toronto, and we have to name it, and we have to act on it. Well,
1: it's not new. been a crisis for a long time. But the issue of 24-7 warming centers in the winter is officially off the table for now. Uh, City Council rejecting the idea through Wednesday, 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 yeah. Um, And they also rejected the declaration that homelessness is a health crisis. Instead, what they want to do is a a study, more studies. We love doing studies, right? They're going to do a study to see if it's doable and uh, what the cost would be. And I guess they'll report back, hopefully before next winter. Uh, but um, Toronto Health, of course, has been pushing that warming centre throughout the uh, whole winter are a must, arguing that all levels of government are failing to accommodate homeless people. I mean, thankfully, it has been a warm winter. I mean, really, we've been lucky. Otherwise, I think the headlines would be different. But winter's not new in this country. It, I mean, news flash to those uh, in elected office, winter is not new it gets cold. And we are now heading into the spring, so I'm not sure much will be done this year, but uh, it does sound like maybe we could see this next year. Diana Chan-McNally is a community and crisis worker with All Saints Toronto and joins us now. Hi, Diana. Thank you for for, uh, joining. Oh, my pleasure. Let's talk about what uh, I think a lot of people have been kind of asking for a long time, like why is it that we just have four? They're kind of scattered all over the city. They're not necessarily easy to get to, and they're very uh, much... Out of the hours that most people are cold, so I mean, if you can get a spot, which there are also not nearly enough, uh, it's just not working. So, what's your takeaway when they say they're going to do a study? Are you do you get the feeling they're they're going to do something?
0: No, I, I don't understand exactly what needs to be studied. Uh, I think you know, to your point, it's they a love studies. City. Are you kidding? They love studies. <laughs> they, they love studies. This is money being thrown at investigating whether or not people will freeze when it's winter time, it's ludicrous that this is the approach that's going to happen. Uh, and in fact, it's going to happen in the spring. So for the duration of the winter, what it seems like uh, is that we are just going to leave people to try to survive on their own. And as we know, they're going to find their own de facto shelter where they can. Uh, but if they're tenting in a park, if they're on the TTC, we also know they're going to be ticketed and criminalized. So it's grossly unfair that we're saying you can't be in certain public places trying to survive, but we're not going to give you what you need to actually do that.
1: I mean, there could be, possibly, if we ever got around to talking about it, options of opening maybe churches and or community groups, but I mean, I kind of think about this, Diana, and I think well, every councillor's got a jurisdiction of the city, wouldn't it make more sense to maybe have a warming centre in each of the counselor's areas of the city. I mean, I, I can't imagine that there aren't facilities available if we just kind of think outside the box and and do a little uh, digging that we couldn't make this happen. And I don't get the sense it has to even cost that much. Uh, but people need to get warm. What are some of the options that you would propose?
0: Yeah, I think to your point, um, and we saw a motion yesterday from one councillor, Diane Sachs, saying that Um, You know, each counsellor, I I, uh, challenge you to find somewhere in your ward where you could set up a warming centre, because that's exactly what that counsellor did. So I absolutely think it's possible, um, but it requires a counsellor to have those community contacts. Um... You know, I, I know also that uh, the city is looking at potentially partnering with faith organizations. Uh, but what I find really odd about that uh, is that we're saying, hey, as a city, it's too expensive uh, to run a warming center. Now, I severely question the numbers that they're pinning on how much it costs. They're saying it's $400,000 a month. Uh, that's almost a month. double a month. That's almost well, double on, what are they getting in, York,
1: costs. in Yorkville. <laughs> like 400000 a month for what?
0: Yeah. yeah, for 50 people, and that's $8,000 per person. You could get them a hotel room, you'd get several apartments. The oh, Bahamas. Them, right? Jeez. Right? It's so fair. I don't think those numbers are correct. I really challenge that. But at the same time, they're saying this is too expensive. Why don't we ask faith organizations to do it? Which is to say, they're not going to give us the money to do it, uh, which would be the amount of money that they believe uh, is required to properly resource a warming center. So, you know, i I work out of a church. Uh, Our program is located in a church, uh, and we have significantly less than that, much, much, much less than that, and operate a daytime program four days a week. So, um, you know, if we were going to run overnight, we would need a lot more money in order to do that and to have meals provided. And I don't see that the the city is even considering uh, giving us any resources to do that because we just don't have them on our own.
1: Yeah, look, I think this is a conversation that will continue to go on. I don't think you'll get much disagreement that there's an issue. I think the last number I saw, give or take, is about 10,000, maybe nine to 10,000 homeless people in the city of Toronto. The bottom line is they come here to the big urban centres, a lot of them from out of town, because this is where all the resources and supports are supposed to be. And so we've got a lot of people here. They need somewhere to go, certainly in the winter. Um, one of the places, Diana, and it has become a problem at the... Um, at the uh, shelters is that we've got a lot of people. I think the number is 2,500 spaces are going to people that really shouldn't be there. They're in a refugee status situation, maybe crossing over at Roxham and being bused here. And so they take up resources that, you know, we're not getting compensated by the federal government for. And that is a big issue because that's 2,500 spots that could go to local needs.
0: Well, I agree that the federal government absolutely has not done its due diligence in ensuring that uh, we are providing for people who are actually coming here. Um, But, you know, if you actually look at the City of Toronto data, and if we're looking at people who live outdoors, uh, and these are the kinds of people who would be served by a warming centre, only 4.5% of them are actually new to Toronto within the past year. Uh, The vast majority are actually Torontonians. This is particularly to people outdoors. So um, I know, you know, a lot of urban centres across uh, Canada, actually the U.S. as well, Well, there is some migration, uh, but it's actually less than people believe. Uh, But to your point, you know, federal government is not doing uh, any enough, (laughs) anything enough uh, to address the fact that we are bringing in refugees and not providing for them. But at the same time, City of Toronto doesn't get to shirk its responsibilities. If we look at ERs, for example, we don't turn people away just because they're not from here. Um, If it's an emergency service, just like the Hippocratic Oath, we have to serve everybody.
1: Yeah, the problem is uh, we are severely behind uh, in doing it because yeah. we haven't uh, done anything other than kind of look at, it as a, as, at a shelter system as the only solution. And, and I don't think I need to really tell you, uh, Diana, no. affordable housing is nowhere close to being affordable and or here because uh, even at the federal yeah. level, they are they're not getting it get built. We get the promises. We just never get the follow through. And I think that's something at all three levels that they fail to do. And I think people yeah. cling onto those headlines saying, well, we're getting affordable housing. And it's like, well, you got the headline. We didn't get the housing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And if I look at some of the housing programs that are being purported by um, the federal government, they are just not accessible to people. There's one program, uh, one of the largest programs is called the RCF, so the Rental Construction Financing Initiative. 97% of the housing built under that program is not affordable to people in core housing need, uh, meaning single-income mothers, for example, um, as well as people who are unhoused, 97%. And it's mostly not affordable to people who are middle class either. Uh, So that's a failure by any stretch of the imagination. I think you're right. Like People are clinging to these headlines and talking about affordable housing. But we are so, so far from that. Uh, And there are estimates that we have between 1.5 to 3 million people, 3 million. That's the city of Toronto, basically, who are in core housing need. And we're just not meeting their needs at all.
1: Generally speaking, because I don't really look to government to solve anything, uh, but you know, a lot of great ideas come from coming up with ideas, looking kind of in other areas. Is there not a way that you and others—and I'm sure you've already done this—come up with a plan uh, in your own communities that would uh, be something you could give to the city that would work and is not uh, what eight thousand bucks a person? Because that—that—that that, there's no way that that's an outrageous cost. I know we can do
0: it cheaper. Yeah, absolutely, we we could. Um... And in fact, you know I, I had talked to somebody at the city uh, who had told me that you know last year uh, they opened the warming centers for sixty eight days, and the total cost for for uh, all four of them across that uh, was two million, which is to say what isn't and it was it's basically two months isn't that two hundred and fifty thousand then a month? I don't understand yeah. where the four hundred thousand came from um, so you know I, I really all question right. the math here uh, I'm Certain that we could run them for much cheaper. I think part of the problem is that the city doesn't listen to people like me. They don't listen to other frontline workers who don't actually work for the city. But also, they don't listen to all the frontline workers. They're not listening to the TTC staff. They're not listening to the library staff um, who are saying, You have made us manage this crisis of homelessness and it's just completely outside our jobs and our skill sets. They're not listening to them either. So they have a very narrow view of who actually has an opinion that counts. And unfortunately, it's not most of us. Stay
1: tuned. I don't think this conversation's over. Certainly the issue is not over, so we'll see uh, what City Council uh, does if they do anything. Diane, appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much.
1: That is Diana Jan McNally, one of the many, many crisis uh, and outreach workers. She is with All Saints Toronto. There's going to be a way to do this. I'm sorry. There is going to be and can be a way to do this that doesn't cost a fortune and does what it needs to do. But it does require outside-the-box thinking, which I know is very, very difficult for government to do. Impossible, in fact.